Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. It is season 7, episode 34, and I, Nancy, am joined with Jay and Angelo. Hello! Ah. It's May! Jay? Jay? It's gonna be Jay! <laughs> Why is it May? It's the first How of is May. it May? What happened first to April? I can't believe time has done this. Father time! I blame father time for this. <laughs> but before we get into that, have you got your May Cafe tickets yet? Because you should grab yours today at odafest.com slash cafe dash reservation. Online sales will close on May 6th. So past this date, you will have to try your luck getting tickets on the day of at our info booth. And the May Cafe always sells out, guaranteed. I have three words for you. Corgi, butt, buns. Make sure to pick yours up today at the Odafest Konbini, along with all the melon pan and sweet Japanese drinks. They'll be in the South Building, bottom floor, just outside of the main events room. And speaking of the main events room, are you in for a treat? Members of Calgary's drag community will be kicking off OdaFest Amplified on May 21st. You won't want to miss this one. Purchase your tickets today and make sure you follow Vanta Black, DeVerry Bess, Valerie Hunt, and Tangerine Dream on Instagram. And a reminder that you can still pre-purchase your OdaFest weekend passes at the early bird price of $55. Visit OdaFest.com and get yours now. Something that some, uh, someone brought up on the Facebook page that I answered for them, just sort of linking these two things. Uh, Odafest Amplified is not separate from Odafest. All you have to do is buy a regular ticket for the Saturday because the shows are on Saturday or the weekend pass and the Odafied, Odafest Amplified shows are included. So that's the drag shows, that's the concerts, the dance. So make sure you're there. Let's go. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I can understand why people might be a little confused because they're like, oh, it's a concert or it's like, is this a separate show? But no, we're very inclusive on everything that we can make inclusive. So make sure. Basically, if you want to go to the concert, you might as well go to the rest of Odafest too. Weird, right? Indeed. <laughs> right? But yeah, I can't believe it's May. You know what's terrifying? 15 more sleeps until Odafest. Mm -hmm. When this episode yeah. releases, 15. it's going to be 15 sleeps. That's insane. I am not like I'm not mentally <sighs> ready and I just came back from Comic Expo. <laughs> it feels like it's supposed to be a lot longer from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Well, it probably doesn't, you know, to the staff who are a little bit more involved in churning out stuff for the day of, mm -hmm. Jay. <laughs> but it definitely feels that way to me. Yeah, I I have no plans or expectations uh, personally at this point. So I'm basically just going to go there, go there on the day and be like, what's going on today? And just figure it out, wing it. That's fine. I do have a couple of panels uh, that I should prep mm -hmm. for, and I will be prepped for, but, like, it just feels like that's so much further away oh, good from Lord. where we are right mm -hmm. now. All right, well, back when I did run panels, I had everything, like, set up at least a month and a half beforehand, and at this point, Dude. I would be like, 
prepping myself, being like, oh, what do I want to say? How do I want to say it? So how how am I going to lay this out? I want to share a little story, just a little insight from so during Calgary Expo, um, mm-hmm. our generous chair Chan Jenny. Um, you know, was there at Expo a lot and we were working together and we, you know, we talk about Odafest, of course, coming up soon. And we were just acknowledging that we're rusty, you know, like we were saying mm-hmm. that a couple years ago, we would be ready by now. And by ready, I mean, like in the middle of April, we'd be like, why isn't Odafest here yet? Because we'd so have all of done. our ducks in a row. We've had, you know, uh-huh. All the contracts are signed. Everything is ready to go. And we are just waiting. Kind of weird to think that way. But like now we're just shaking off the rust and being like, I can't believe it's May. But we do have everything (laughs) like ready. But we're just like, it's Mm -hmm. the small things that we want to make sure we get right. And those things not necessarily just take time, but they take extra attention after all of the big bits are done so Mm -hmm. like it's one thing to Mm -hmm. for example on my end sign a guest that's fine you know we've got we'll we'll do the contract you know all the all the sort of technical bits but after that it's remembering like hey was there any equipment you needed how are we doing your hotel uh do you have dietary restrictions that we should be aware of you know like we want to take care of people and we have to make sure that we kind of hit all those notes. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. But like I yeah. said, we're all looking forward to it. It just didn't need to come up this fast. <laughs> um, before we jump into some other stuff, I want to do a little bit of a recap. That's something we're going to be doing um, every episode from here on till Odafest. Uh, because there's been a lot of news. We do a lot of announcements, lots of news, um, guests, events, everything. And I figured since we're announcing Odafus Amplified here, and we will be announcing one more guest, but it'll be okay to add this on for now, uh, which is actually, we've already announced all the guests for Amplified, I'm pretty sure. So we're just going to recap. We are obviously doing the drag show, which is super fun. Uh, I'm super looking forward to it. I hope I have time to make it. I know it sounds weird because like we do booking. (laughs) I'm doing the booking for a lot of these guests. Like you should be there. But I can't guarantee where I'm going to be at during Odafest. As weird as that sounds. Me neither. But I want to see the drag show. Well, I I really want to go see Alex Cade uh, and Neat, of Mm -hmm, course. mm Mm-hmm. They'll be doing the concerts uh, and the dance, uh, respectively. Uh, It'll be very busy, very fun, um, sweaty. (laughs) Of course. and sweaty. Sweaty. Yeah. But good fun and dancing. With lots of lights and lots of music. Yeah. Um, Again, we've talked about them before, but you really should check out their music beforehand. They do some really cool mashups of... uh, anime and Japanese inspired uh, songs and they make some really cool tracks Uh, and I'm pretty sure both are on Spotify Uh, I know Neat is at least so double check them and of course we have outdoor performances as well that are outside of Odafest Amplified 
So they'll actually take place on Saturday and Sunday, which is uh, Yamano Oto Taiko and the Yosakoi yeah. Saran Dance Troupe. Um, they will be se- they'll be doing a set that's like separate but together. Um, the dance troupe will be doing their thing first, and then we'll have um, a sh- the Taiko show immediately after, and that'll be really fun. Um, I always look forward to having, especially like the Taiko shows. Um, even when I wasn't booking them, it's one of like my favorite events that we always have had through the years at OdaFest. We've had them since like university. Um, not exactly this dan- uh, this Taiko troupe, sorry, but several different ones because there are, I think, three different ones in Calgary and we've rotated through them, not for any weird reason, just just how it works out sometimes. Um, but yeah, they're all, they all are very talented and do an amazing job. And it, I always describe the sound as it feels like we're calling the gods when you hear yes. Tycho. Yes. Yeah. Good drumming 100%. is like that. Yeah. It is... I don't know. Just if you've never seen it, um, you're, you've been missing out. And that's going to be on the Marriott patio. Um, so it'll okay. be outdoors and kind of elevated up there. But I think it'll be really fun. And we have some cool things happening on the patio, too, that I don't want to give away yet. Surprises. So, they're coming. Yeah. We love we surprises. We love surprises. So, yeah. Lots of uh, Is that the uh, cool the same patio where usually just inside they have that little... That little uh, beer kiosk, usually, I think. Yes. And uh, oftentimes there was like a, a food cart on the patio as well. Yes. I don't know exactly what's happening there. I think there's going to be a ramen cart uh, indoors. Oh, my God. So you can get ramen in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't even know if that's going to be an announcement necessarily as so much as it's a feature. So not really spoilers. <laughs> We've had the ramen cart before. Uh, it's been popular. Love it. Um, I believe the manga library is in the same area as well. So very chill space. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously less chill when we're putting on performance in the sense that when you're trying to peacefully read manga, there might be drums in the background. (laughs) But I'm sure you can tolerate it for 15 minutes. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I think they can. (laughs) I think our listeners are powerful enough to do that. Yeah. But yeah, we're doing a lot of things in the Marriott area in general. So make sure you check all of that out. I'm super looking forward to what everyone's bringing, even though I don't know what everyone's bringing because they're not my department. And if I were interested in doing everyone's job, I'd be the chair. <laughs> is that so. is that a premonition popping out of your no. mouth there, Jay? Not even close. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to. Like other great this leaders, me, it's, I said not wanting. Like to. <laughs> many other great leaders, they did not ask for leadership, but with, but took it up because they were needed. No one wants to follow me. <laughs> it's not that Jay would be incapable. It's not at all that Jay would be incapable. It's that I think Jay would be incapable of wanting to. Yes. Hmm, that's an interesting <laughs> distinction. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jay could do it. He just could not possibly want to do it. I think mentally I would not be at my best. That's honest that's the honest truth. Like I have no real desire to be in that position. 
I very well, <laughs> well respect the people who have been in that position and I just can't do it. I can't balance it and have a good time. I feel like, I feel like that's just, uh, the nature of leadership roles mm -hmm. in general, honestly, like, uh, this isn't something just about like anime conventions, but like also your job or sometimes even gaming as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, there's a difference between the people who like make the decisions and the people who want to do the thing. Right. Uh, some people prefer to be really hands-on. They prefer to be like talking to, in Jay's case, the guests, getting the contract signed, taking care of the details versus the people who are like, yeah, go talk to this person and get a contract signed. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I kind of, I kind of vibe with what Jay's talking about as well, because like, it's more fun, I think personally. It's more fun to do something than to organize. Oh, something. totally. And I would also say that, uh, you know, I've sort of extrapolated on this point before in a similar vein where I am not a con goer. I'm a con doer. Like I yes. make things happen at this con, for example, and that's where I see myself. I don't see myself wandering vendors halls or attending panels at other cons not because they don't have great content but literally just because i don't enjoy that very much it's not it's it's like it's almost a time waste for me like i'm just there to kill time if i was in that scenario more than out i am of to curiosity myself. when was the uh when was the last time you've gone to a non-odafest convention I mean, I was at Calgary Expo, but I was working Calgary Expo, so that I, sort okay, of okay. counts. You know well, what I mean. Yeah, like <laughs> I attended an OdaFest panel at Calgary Expo, <laughs> but that's because I was originally slated to be part of the panel, and I was like, at the last minute, I didn't back out. We just found replacements, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, another... Uh, I actually don't remember. I'll be honest. I don't really remember the last time I worked or I wasn't working at a con. And that's okay. That is what works for me. That's fine. I was supposed to go to SakuraCon <laughs> two years ago. Yep. Maha. Other than that, it would probably be one of the mm. anime thons. Mm -hmm. Anime thon, yeah. Um, oh, no, I do kind of remember. I think I went to... So there was Nishikaze uh, in Lethbridge, which is quite a small con. It's a, you know, very much I remember that con. one. And they I actually and had really a cute. hiatus. Um, I'd, I had gone to it prior as well. I don't think I worked the booth there because it's, I believe it's also a one-day, not a two-day even. So it was very yeah. much a day trip type of thing. So I think I've gone to Nishikaze twice, once before the hiatus, and I think the first year after. Um, and that's it. I don't recall if we even had a booth, to be totally honest. Um, otherwise, it would have been maybe a taste of Animathon, like a long time ago, probably seven oh, wow. or eight years ago. When they were oh, wow. at, like, I think I want to say the Radisson Hotel or something like that in Edmonton. I really don't remember where they actually were. But that's pretty much it. I don't really... And, and even if I went there, I don't think I stayed very long. Like, maybe a few hours and then went out for food and then 
probably hung out somewhere else and then went home. I actually really like I it's it's funny that you mentioned specifically Taste of Animathon and Ishikaze. I love those small little one day mm-hmm. cons. Yes. Uh, they're so easy to plan around. You know what I mean? Like as as like as yeah, someone you're not going like there, bombarded with everything um, and every like everyone. Yeah, all I know that. That's that that sounds like I'm almost talking down like what we do, for example. But like, like there is a different feel. Like I love, even though I say I don't like going to cons, I like small cons more than I like big cons because there is something inherently interesting about it to me yeah honestly yes like uh when when me and dio were gonna go to sacra we had to worry about about flights to get there we had to worry about mm-hmm. the hotel we had to worry about money conversion going mm-hmm. to the u.s uh we had to worry about okay we're gonna be there for three days but do we want an extra day to to visit seattle since we're gonna be there right. uh do we want the extra day to just decompress at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so it's like a, a, a larger convention like that it's it's a really big time it's intimidating as someone it, just it's intimidating there. in a sense whereas for something like taste of animathon the biggest question is well who drives there who who drives <laughs> back or yeah or uh how long are we going to spend at donut mill on the way there <laughs> like that's that's the biggest question yeah. that's the biggest question it's just it's a drive mm-hmm. that's it is you have one day off you go and you drive I- there uh, or even in the past when we had Odafest Light for those couple of years, mm-hmm. or Odafest mm-hmm. Aurora, where it was just you as as someone going there, you didn't have to have a big plan. No, you just yeah. show up. And, and I will great. always say that I miss Aurora just as um, our attendees do, uh, for my own personal reasons, which are from the con runner side. I always just got to do things. I've said this many times that I got to do things that I can't do at a regular OdaFest because some of it's like a testing phase. Some of it is just because of the less commitment, I can involve more people from OdaFest. And, you know, at OdaFest proper, we don't, staff doesn't, don't run as many panels as we used to. Um, the, the community runs a bunch of panels anyways, so it's not like we're lacking for content. But I'll be totally honest that the staff get to do some things that, because we're the organizing body, we sort of get away with a few more things. Um, not in a bad way. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like, I generate a lot of ideas and I like to see things being done and, you know, create content for people. Make sure you come to the Odafest podcast live recording. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> yeah, let's do it. But like, if you don't be there, I will cry. But I do miss some of the things that I got to do at Aurora specifically. And I want to give a lot of props to Animathon for continuing Taste Of because it's uh, it's a lot of work to do a con every six months when you're a volunteer-based oh, yeah. con and you're not, you know, at it 100% of the time. Yeah. So I miss a lot of things like Absolutely. that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I do like small cons. The, the The worst part about small cons, though, nothing to do with the actual con experience, is that small card cons are actually harder to run in some ways because you have to keep them afloat. Uh, a lot of times, the organizers put in a lot of personal money into making those cons work, and they. F- I feel like there's they go in the red. A lot of overhead that scales. Mm-hmm. 
it, it doesn't scale with time so much. It scales with the event. Right. So there's like, if you have 50% of the overhead, that doesn't change whether you're doing one, two, or three days. Sort of, yeah. Like, to give people, I know last week we talked, it was a very con-heavy episode, very sort of insight-heavy episode. And this is going to be a little bit too, I guess, because we're already halfway through. <laughs> um, but one thing that people don't really consider when you come to run a con, right, is that, you know, a venue isn't looking to give you a discount, for example, right? So let's say you run for one day and that venue, whatever it is, however big or small you are, but let's say, you know, maybe this is more of a hotel con or maybe a community uh, hall type of con. You know, maybe they're charging you, let's say, five grand. Uh, maybe it's 10 grand. It's somewhere in that, you know, and without giving away too much, Odafest pays a lot more than that. And, you know, we try to make sure that the numbers make sense. But, like, for us, we charge for a weekend pass, the full price is $60. And we are hoping that a certain amount of people show up because that's what it's going to take to cover the con. You know, we want to break even. We want to keep running for you guys year after year as much as we can. With that being said, um, imagine if you're a smaller con and you're trying to cover those same types of numbers, but you can only expect, let's say, you know, three-digit attendance or unfortunately worse sometimes. Some, some cons don't even see 100 people, when they, especially when they're first starting out but you still have to cover $5,000 plus wherever else, you know, costs might come up. Um, things like t-shirts, lanyards, passes, you know, lots of that overhead. So I love small cons, but I see fewer and fewer of them because it's hard work and they don't get to cover costs on the same scale that we do, even though our scale is bigger. So, yeah, there's very sad. There's the economy of scale going on. there. Exactly. It's all basic economics. But as a result, because all of these are like passion driven type events, you know, but people just can't be going in the red for fun. No one, no one should be doing that. It's like gambling, but worse because you just know you're losing. <laughs> So. And speaking of basic economics, mm -hmm. please listen to these words from this week's sponsor, Crunchyroll. If you're into anime, you've got a home at Crunchyroll. Stream over 1,000 shows and movies, plus new episodes one hour after they air in Japan. Looking to take your fan status to the next level? Then browse hundreds of chapters in our growing manga library. And don't forget about Crunchyroll originals like The God of High School, Shenmue the Animation, and my favorite, So I'm a Spider, So What? Which, to be clear, is the show's name, because I'm definitely a human. So, head on over to Crunchyroll and sign up today. Good segue. Thanks, Crunchyroll. <laughs> I like that. Mm hmm. That was a good one. Maybe there's an economics anime. <laughs> Uh, yes, actually, Spice and Wolf is probably the uh, the, the big one. <laughs> okay. Huh. Anyways, that's the that's speaking the of economics that's anime. 
There's Spicenwolf, the story of the wheat god Holo, who travels with a merchant named Lawrence. There's also the more recent anime, whose title I forget, but is something about how the isekai prince raised a country out of poverty through economics or something. I don't, I don't, that was the plot synopsis. But you can find Spicenwolf on Crunchyroll. <laughs> I just checked. I think you can. You no, can? I checked. Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Because if it wasn't, I would probably have to get that cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Anyways. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to what we're doing after this podcast. Something that we don't talk about a lot. <laughs> we don't really talk about what we do after the podcast very much. Uh, this time is going to be a wonderful exception. Last week, last week after the podcast, Nancy, Jay, and I, we went out for some glorious, wonderful, juicy, succulent, seared, Sumptuous. Korean barbecue. Oh, you can eat Korean barbecue. We had the adult pork, the adult we bacon, did. that glorious <sighs> pork belly. Gosh. Oh. I had dessert bacon. You had dessert bacon. We kind of helped you finish said dessert bacon. Yes, it's for everybody. It's, it's for everyone. Dessert so, <laughs> I want more beef this time. All one can consume. All one cares to consume. Dio was not. Dio was not in the country uh, last weekend, and so this this time after the recording, uh, she demanded that we go again. Effectively, she was like, "You guys went to KBBQ." without me how dare how dare and so we're doing a rerun of last week's barbecue run and uh kbbq is just such a wonderful experience i it's something about having that grill right in the middle of the table this spread of meats right in front of you all you can eat every single one all you can eat oh my god mm mm it smells amazing. It looks amazing. It tastes amazing. Something about, correct me if I'm wrong, something about going to a restaurant where you have to cook your own food, on a conceptual level, seems wrong. It's like, I, I'm paying for the food. Why aren't you cooking it? Why are you making me do that? But uh, <laughs> being able to do it, getting to do it, it just... Feels and trying so good. not to splatter mm. other people in the eye with grease while you're doing it, top notch. I didn't do that last <laughs> week, did I? I, I hope not. But I'm just trying oh, no. to get more meat into you, Nancy. You you got me on like the cheek, so at least you didn't quite get me in the eye. But like it was it was close. I was just like, ooh, that could have been bad. <laughs> oh no, oh no, that could have been bad. Do we? Do we have to get uh, safety goggles? Safety goggles. We, we should I probably do, get safety gloves, too. I do have a friend who doesn't like to cook, not because... So I don't know if she has developed any new skills in cooking, but she doesn't like cooking because she's afraid of oil splatter. Hmm. And I'm talking really? like at home. Mm. And I'm like, I kind of get that, but I also like cook bacon shirtless. <laughs> oh. Like splatter you are a brave man. I'm like, bring it to me, give it to me. <laughs> Honestly, I I do not fear oil splatter as much as I fear tomato sauce splatter. 
<laughs> tomato sauce splatter is what yeah, ruins clothing. True. Yeah, tomato sauce splatter is a reason to cook Grease naked. But I do, have or maybe use an apron. I, I do have like a um, what is it called? Actually, I don't know the name for it, but it's like it goes over my skillet, and it's like a fine mesh. It's like, it's like a colander. It, it, it's a splatter screen. What is it? Yeah, I know what you're okay, talking about. Okay, yeah, it's a splatter screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's made of metal, and it just kind of pops over. Like that helps with splatter i'm not usually too con like i don't use it very much i basically use it for bacon basically i use it anytime i'm doing something uh uh oily in my yeah. cast iron mm. yeah because that will splatter like, like hell mm -hmm. and my cast iron is kind of like almost oh. square so none of my circular lids will oh. fit it properly did we so use if i don't use the screen hmm. uh it will always make a mess before we get like two ahead did we actually establish that we're also going again? Yes. <laughs> we talked about going it last I, week. I mentioned that there was a rerun. Yes. And that Dio was coming in. Yes. So a couple things that we learned last week. A couple things that we learned last week. Week The uh, the croquet. These little oh, they're so good. pucks of deep fried mashed potato are amazing. Yeah. We like the dumplings. Absolutely glorious. Little dumpling doos. The... I think the Korean is mandu. Yeah, the mandu. mandu the mandu were really good. good. I enjoyed yeah. those. The takoyaki is not bad. Considering it's all you can eat takoyaki, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah, it, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't disappointing. It was just yeah. right. I was adequately well. It was just right. Mm -hmm. But I also I like... adequately well. We have like this kind of go-to korean barbecue place there are like decent ones in calgary but we have one that we go to i'm not gonna give away the secret away not the because secrets. they're not a sponsor you can't give but away because the secrets. i want it for myself <laughs> <laughs> um every time we've gone there we've had no trouble getting a table and we kind of want to keep it that way mm -hmm. <laughs> besides they don't need any help with business uh i don't think i've ever seen that place be empty because like, no. we went like we recorded last Sunday and we went after and then they opened like right at 11 and we got there like 11.15 maybe and they were already filled with table. Like like there was already a good amount of business in there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not worried mm -hmm. about them. They're going to be a staple of the KBBQ scene in Calgary for a long, long time. Right. I love my I lettuce wraps of the pork. And you guys know that I like to get that meat fresh off the grill, get it in my, you know, dip in the sauce, put it straight into my mouth. Mm. Honestly, I just <laughs> I just love making the little, little lettuce wrap tacos. Oh, you get yeah. your big old leaf of <laughs> romaine. You put some you put some rice in there. I like the seaweed. Get some of that. Get some of that sauce on it, mm -hmm. some kimchi. Radish kimchi, Get yeah. whatever fresh meat off of the grill that you want. Yeah. And, oh. and I have to oh. say, oh. this place has the new best kimchi. Too. So good. It has real good kimchi. So good. And I'm going to, instead of going for the rice. Just kimchi. I'm going to get bibimbap uh. all the time. Because then I have extra oh. ma like extra stuff to put in. Yeah, that's true. The bibimbap right. was really yeah. good when I tried all it last right. time. Fair. So I think I'll do that too. It is. The only thing that it's missing is an egg. It should have had an egg in it. But yeah. I, it's all you can uh, eat. Uh, like baby bibimbap portion. Yeah. So but that's just I understand. Right. That's just right. Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. want like a whole actual stone bowl like hot bibimbap. Yes. To go along with would, KBBQ. That'd be too much. 
I would like, because it's a baby bibimbap, baby. maybe a full egg is too much, but maybe I could have a quail egg, perhaps? Have you? Oh, no, this is that this is super off topic, so I'm just going to TLDR this, but someone made a TikTok meme where they froze eggs, and then while they were frozen, they used a knife to cut them into, like, uh crosswise sections and then they deep fry those little tiny sections and they basically got like little mini eggs out of it this would probably be a really good place for that mm-hmm. except for the fact that frozen eggs are like mm-hmm. really gross in texture like once you've frozen an egg that the texture goes really wonky but i could imagine yeah, i've that. never heard of that before i feel like if you wanted to do something like that if you wanted to deep fry an egg uh, but you wanted mini eggs? Just use yes. quail eggs. Yeah. Quail, quail eggs are great. Use quail eggs. If you can get them. Soft boil them to begin with, then bread them, mm-hmm. and uh, do the deep fry. Deep fry them until they're they're nice and golden on the outside, hard boiled on the inside, and then just pop them one after the other. Dang. So good. That's an idea. I actually I I say they're so good. I've never had quail eggs in my life. I've seen no, them at the grocery store, and I've been like. I, I, I don't see why you don't like quail eggs yeah. will keep in the fridge like regular eggs do like you could just buy some uh, it's probably like you because quail eggs are not that cheap and you're getting less product but they are a so it's really a matter of you know need or desire over economics <laughs> i think for me it's just that i can't I can't really imagine anything that I would specifically want quail eggs for. It's the economics. Like, uh, <laughs> if, if, to be quite frank, most of the time that I'm making eggs, I'm doing like, oh, just some eggs over easy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scrambled eggs, or I'm using them in like a baking uh, thing, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, very rarely am I making hard boiled eggs for like a salad or something, or where the egg. And its size is the important thing, the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just that, yeah, I need a whole ass egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, like, can you imagine? Honestly, I find peeling hard-boiled or soft-boiled eggs really, really tedious. Uh, and the most frustrating thing ever is when a piece of the egg comes off the shell. Whenever that happens, it ruins my day. I'm like, this <laughs> The whole this day egg, is this, ruined. This egg is disrespecting you. <laughs> Angelo had like days where he's had the best day of his life. You can't even imagine how much he enjoyed it. And at the end of the day, he went home and he was like, I'm going to have myself a soft or hard-boiled egg. And then piece of the egg came off with the shell and the entire and day it was, was immediately <laughs> just the worst the, in- the entire the worst. day scrapped throw it all he, out do it again he cried himself to sleep that day yep. <laughs> exactly so imagine doing that but now for every large chicken egg you need to peel like six of these little quail eggs mm. i could not do it but yeah i, have... I uh like, you should do I, you should I, I do feel like you have a sous vide right I have a sous vide. I do I don't. not. You don't? I want to get, get one. Because you can sous vide uh, those like uh, 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 jammy Oh, eggs. onsen eggs? Onsen yeah. eggs, yes. You could do you that. You can make those easy you could in sous vide. Hmm. Hmm. I have been eyeing up sous vide sticks for like a while now, but I've never committed to getting one. Wait, neither of you have no. one? My no. My God. <laughs> my my most recent culinary purchase was like a 
carbon steel wok that I'm leaving to the side mm. because I need like to go outside and actually season it properly, like on the barbecue, not in an oven. Because nobody mm-hmm. wants uh, seasoning fumes in the house. That's just really bad. Yeah, it's it's very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would not recommend. But it does need like a good, you know, three to four coatings of good seasoning on it over the barbecue before I start making all of the fried rice in it or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I should do? What? Uh, back to the topic of quail eggs for 30 seconds. I should get I should get some quail eggs. And for my dog, my dog Ilya's birthday, it's either coming up, I believe it's coming up very soon, I could make her a, a tiny little human oh breakfast. Oh my god, you could. You guys, so you, have 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 yes. little, you have to take photos. You have to take photos and share Two, two little socials. eggs. I could give her like a, a, a couple like half strips of, of bacon. Yeah. Make sure you cut them like lengthwise so that they become to make mini sure bacon. it has that. Yeah, yeah. So it has that right look as exactly. well. Exactly. Uh, really exactly. finely grated potato be... maybe to get some hash yeah. brown action. Like tiny, tiny hash browns. Ooh, yeah. She likes potatoes. Or yeah. tiny toast. She does. Could you do tiny like toast croutons or something? I think so. Hmm. I think so. Well, you could just get Melba toast, be... honestly. Or you could do that. <laughs> the most hilarious and adorable uh, birthday gift I could do for this dog. You should do, do it. Do it. And then again, oh, you have to share on your it. socials. You have to share pictures on your stream. You have to share on, I don't know, whatever else you use, Twitter. There as, you go. as a small word of warning, <laughs> yes. um, quail eggs are quite high in cholesterol. So maybe keep it to like one egg for her. I mean, she is. She might be a tiny dog, but it's not like I'm going to give yeah, her eggs. Yeah, I was every gonna say it's like we're going for K barbecue. You want to talk about cholesterol? No, not really. I don't. I don't know. Like, exactly. Ilya's been ill recently. I want to be careful about doing something that. Actually, she's doing really well right now. Oh, good. Uh, after after we got her bad teeth taken out, uh-huh. she nice. has been living. Oh, good. good. So I, I guess uh, it she... was a dental problem. It was definitely, she was having some dental problems. Her bad teeth were definitely uh, affecting her. Aww. And so she is a very happy dog. Oh, I'm glad. With a little bit more of a gummy smile now. <laughs> no Poor more baby. bad teeth for good dog. Exactly. I like. Ah. Uh, I feel like uh, you say that you want to uh, season your walk on the barbecue. Yeah. I need to get more gas for my barbecue. I need to get more propane. Last propane weekend, uh, I try. I, I was like, "Oh, we've got these uh, these uh, chicken breasts. Let's let's do them up on the grill." And I go out to the grill to like get it started, get it rolling, and I turn it on, and it's just like the littlest, weakest flame I've ever seen, and not even all the Made burners the would actually light up. Aww. And I was like, "Oh, oh, I understand. Mm. I am out of the propane. Mm-hmm. I am scrub pain." Hank Hill would Sucks. be very disappointed. Very disappointed. He'd probably be disappointed in me because I have a natural gas hookup to my barbecue instead, and I know that he has the thing against natural gas barbecues. Is that actually a thing? Uh, Something like that. In his opinion, propane is, it burns hotter, more stable, it gets a much better sear on your barbecue than natural gas ever would. So you taste the meat, not the heat. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... 
It works perfectly fine for my purposes, and it means that I never have to go and refill a propane tank. It's nice. Yeah. If uh, if that were really an option for us, I would do that 100% of the time. Yeah. I just want a gas grill, but I'm actually pretty happy with sort of my stovetop right now, but I still miss gra- a gas uh, stovetop. You know what I really want to do? Like, now that... Uh, a little while ago, I got Dio one of those little gas burners, portable little uh, gas oh, top. Oh, uh, yeah, the camp stove the burners. Camp and, but uh, also a suitable we hot got pot it for We got it specifically for hot pot. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, I mean, we should use it for, for camping. I, yes. I feel. Yeah, you, you, it is called a, camp, a camping stove for a reason. But it's not great for, like, a walk, for example, because it doesn't oh, get hot I would go out with enough. the cast iron. It's very much I like go with skillet. the cast iron because that would keep the uh, yeah. keep the heat in no. it. And you can Honestly, also go walks. through a lot of canisters that way, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For for walks and such, usually you want an incredibly I, I should say, depending on what you're cooking. If yes. you're making like a, a, a really nice stir fry and you want uh what is it called? Wok hay? Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to get like 8,000 or 12,000 BTUs of heat. You need a jet engine under your wok. Let's take a second yes. to talk about wok hay. What is <laughs> wok hay? Tell me. A lot of people don't know Tell what me. it is. But in general, it is a flavor that comes out when food, most likely Chinese food, um, is cooked in a wok on a proper heat source. And through the consistent application of stirring with the heat source, which is a high flame, you kind of get a unique, um, I can't even say that it's like a flavor flavor, but it is like a, how would you describe it? Like a, a, a almost a, a unique element to the overall flavor of your food. So something like fried rice, for example, that I'm sure just about everybody's had, when it's cooked properly in a wok versus a skillet at home, it has a unique flavor of profile that is added over it on top because of the high heat and the constant stirring and tossing of the rice and the other ingredients. It is unique. Look it up. Uh, everything that I know about wok hay, I got from, uh, what is the YouTube channel? French Guy Cooking, uh, Alex. Oh, and yeah. Alex is pretty good about I love like his channel. He, he has a good he, channel. He went into a deep dive about it, I think, two years ago mm-hmm. on his uh, on his stir fry, stir fry series of videos. Mm-hmm. And I know what wok hay is. I don't think I've ever had it. I don't think I've ever had any food that has that flavor because i don't think i've ever had any food cooked on those jet engine of a stovetop burner you well know? if you had like fried rice in a chinese restaurant versus fried rice from a food court for example then you then you would have had it that's almost generally true i can't imagine a chinese restaurant like a sit down not having their rice cooked that way same possibly but at the same time it's just like i haven't had it to a point where i could pick it out and be like ah yes 
that is it. I can. I don't that know what it is, but I can definitely why. like. I can imagine a, flavors essentially, and I can imagine what yeah. Wokei is because I I know yeah. that taste well. Yeah, but like you and I also grew up with it, mm-hmm. and I grew up so. in restaurants. Period. Uh-huh. And my friend, my 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 parents' friends, some of them at least were like restaurateurs of Chinese restaurants. I ate well as a child. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and that's the thing. Ah uh, yes, for for me, while I was growing up, restaurants were maybe like a once every two month sort of thing, mm. maybe even less frequent than that. Uh, and as far as Chinese restaurants go, uh, almost never, almost never. Uh, from the point where I was like a child up until like 13 or 14, it was maybe like seven or eight times total where the family would have gone out of our way for Chinese food. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, I don't have the background to like compare against. No, that's fair. I yeah. And, you know, it's not too difficult to just order takeout from a Chinese restaurant either. Oh, I've had the takeout, but I'm just not sure if it had the, the wake or not. There, there was nothing particularly special about what I've had so far. I mean, a simple way of comparing would be you can make fried rice at home and then order takeout and see if you can do a taste test. At that point, though, I don't think that's a fair test. Because you're not very confident in how you make your fried rice. Not only that, you would need you would need their ingredients. You would need to do the one-to-one <clears throat> comparison with uh, every the the methodology the as close as possible the uh, the ingredient list as close as possible maybe so that you can isolate it down to their wok and their burner versus my electric stove and uh, whatever pan I have on hand maybe I don't think fried rice as a recipe is as rigid as some people believe other than the rice oh it's part. not. And quite frankly, uh, French guy cooking Alex also had a fried rice, a fried rice series, mm-hmm. which basically boiled down to the same thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing required for fried rice is rice mm-hmm. and usually frying. Yes. Everything else. It's pretty much, I would say, rice, oil, and egg are your most basic. And then you would want to add on top of that. Those three things, and then like seasoning. Yeah, that's pretty. The much consensus it. was whatever vegetables were in season that you felt like throwing in there, mm-hmm. and that sounds pretty good. It is pretty good. Not gonna lie. And what else is gonna be good is us going for Korean barbecue right after this episode, which is now imminently the end of the episode, but the beginning of May. God damn it. Yep. All right. Exit stage left. Mm-hmm. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.